If you're a soul-led entrepreneur, you're here to share your purposeful calling. And this podcast is here to help you create more money, more freedom, and more service as you shine your light in the world. Welcome to Wealthy Empress, the podcast for the online businesswoman ready to become wildly profitable with an iconic brand and marketing system that sells with strategy and soul. Whatever your ambition, it's time for more magic, visibility, feminine leadership, and embodied abundance. Thanks so much for being here. Get your cup of tea and let's dive into a brand new episode. Hey, welcome back. It's Lucinda Ray, founder of Six Figure Empress Mastermind and my digital creative agency, Prosperity Branding. And I help women entrepreneurs step into their soul aligned personal brand, craft their high ticket offer, and set up marketing funnels so they can make more money while getting their time back. And I am so excited to be here with you for another episode where I'm going to jump into the importance of what to do when brand evolution and brand doubt arises. No, but really, (laughs) my introduction to Wealthy Empress last week was about evolving. And oh boy, honey, did that idea itself evolve hear me out. It was launch day of this very podcast. And I had the quick intro episode scheduled in my podcast host and magically in the morning up pops the new episode, you know, notification from Spotify. Wealthy Empress, um, has just posted introducing Wealthy Empress. And my reaction was like, Whoa, that's me. They're looking at me. And I had this visibility and brand vulnerability kind of freak out moment. And yes, I have visibility freakout moments still, even though after all these years of teaching women and supporting women around visibility and all the practice and I've worked, I've done with it myself. Yes, it's very real. They still happen and they probably always will. It just was like, ah, I'm invisible in this new podcast in this new phase. And ah, I don't want to be locked into the naming of something as so specific as wealthy empress. And I'll get into that in just a little bit. But eh, and so much more that I should go back to the name of Lucinda Ray podcast and let it be wide open so I can talk about whatever topics I want to talk about. So the whole point was to narrow in on a business podcast since my hope was to, um, in my love and my hope for helping women in their high-end offers, personal brands and website, and I plan to talk about the depth and breadth of these things and more around business strategy and soul in this podcast. So when the name originally came to me, it felt like the you know supportive next brand and that my dreamy clients would just feel as themselves and be able to step into their inner wealthy empress through this brand name. You know, they would understand it because that's what they were becoming and embodying. So I was having this very compassionate moment for myself when in this freak out and these very, you know, various layers in suddenly broadcasting to the world, this niche of wealthy empress. So before I made a social media announcement, I was literally thinking about changing the name and all the graphics that I had created the day before and all the work I had done to change the title and get the logo, you know, looking scintillating and beautiful and changing all the things up on the podcast host, et cetera, et cetera. So I just reached out and messaged two of my beloved trusted colleagues for support. And of course, they had completely varying opinions. (laughs) So one of them was like, it's not too late. Just change a few graphics. You know, yeah, don't pigeonhole yourself in and, you know, change the title. And it's easy just to go for the broader name so that you aren't so focused in. 
And the other kind of called me out that my muse was not wanting to commit. And she told me how amazing Wealthy Empress was and it was expansive and what I could podcast about. And so I realized, of course, ultimately, I would have to feel the resonance (laughs) of what I needed to do in the first place, which, of course, is what we always need to do when we ask within ourselves. Rather than looking on the outside, let's take a pause and really feel internally what it is that we need to do, right? (laughs) So my muse, though, was literally throwing a revolution. You know, I was thinking maybe I could commit to Wealthy Empress for six months, I think she said, the the muse, but I wasn't even sure about that. So suddenly the muse thought a name that encompassed more things might be better. So anyway, I was able to quiet myself into some meditation. And, you know, really after hearing myself sit with this feedback and a lot of times, you know, the feedback helps illuminate what it is that I'm feeling one way or another. It's not ultimately because I'm being persuaded by something, but it's one will feel right, one won't, and then I'll, you know, have the inquiry through that process. So in that inquiry, I decided to hold a course with the direction that I was moving in. Oh, and boy, did that feel actually like a relief. Um, You know, and I really looked at the inquiry of the pattern of pushing up against something when I've moved forward with this next, you know, revolution of my evolution. And I realized that there's a couple things and I just wanted to share them with you and maybe you can relate or maybe this will clarify something and we can kind of look at the creative process as this happens. So I realized when my inner muse starts to rebel, as soon as I feel this commitment that I interpret as stagnation of my creativity, something that has to be cohesive for an ongoing indefinite period of time. I realized I can always give something a season of commitment and that kind of relaxes my muse. She can she can let it land and let go for a while knowing that it's not forever, obviously. <laughs> so I can let my squirm subside, you know, into my leadership of consistency and sticking to itness. If sticking to itness is a word. <laughs> But, you know, to really see what wants to evolve, that process wants to blossom and flourish like it needs its season and trust into the deepening of this mystery of the creative process when we don't always know where it's going. It's like, how can we go into that place of the unknown of the creative process? Because that is the very heart of the creative process. So in this allowance of my, you know, my mental popcorning and just to let it sort of simmer in its popping and meditating with it, you know, quieting the monkey mind, I realized that I could really expand into this, into this intention to focus only on my business, even if it were for a season. And there's literally a thing called seasons of podcast, right? You see these you know, nine or 10 or four or five, whatever it is, episodes that are a season. So I'm literally allowing Wealthy Empress to be a season. And the season of that is a mystery. So the last iteration of this podcast was Your Vibrant Creative Life. And I was just going to focus on, you know, making art and creativity. And immediately that felt too limiting since I'm a very multi-passionate you know, person, entrepreneur, creative artist. I, you know, I love to paint. I love to make art. I love to write. 
and I'm a portrait photographer. I'm a graphic designer of many, many years. I'm a website designer and developer. I love to help women with visibility and their, you know, personal expression and self-worth. And I, you know, I, I love to go in many directions, but I also believe that Wealthy Empress can be a phase and it can be an expansive one within its phase. So ironically, this first podcast, The Your Vibrant Creative Life, was similar to this, The Wealthy Empress, where I didn't want to stick to that thing. And in Wealthy Empress, I didn't want to be naming myself The Wealthy Empress. I, I didn't want people to think that this was some nickname of myself. There was this voice that thought I would be judged, like as if I was calling myself such an egotistical name that I'm some queen on a pedestal with lots and lots of money. I didn't want to claim that. I didn't want to be thought of that I'm saying I'm this wealthy empress. While I definitely strive to be both of the things that make up that name, but both of those things come in season in my life as well. But I didn't want to be looked at like I was claiming myself that this was my title, like this is my new nickname, wealthy. I'm the wealthy empress. No, it was more of wanting my clients to feel themselves and see themselves as that. And, you know, the self-judgments of like, I'm not always wealthy. Of course I am. I'm always abundant. Life is abundant. Every breath is abundant. I've lived in beautiful, abundant homes throughout my life. I've been blessed with beautiful, abundant opportunities and three gorgeous sons. And knowing also that I'm abundant in the ability to have faith in my abundance in my and faith in my wealth. I actually say I've gotten to this point in life where if I've had a month, you know, in the near past that I didn't know where the money was going to come together to pay all the bills, I could truly give it to God and know the money always comes somehow and it always does. And it's such a gift and it's such a blessing. It's strengthened my faith so much. I've seen it over and over and you know, I finally came to realize if I didn't somehow have the money come in, I would be able to borrow it or something would be late worst case scenario. And so I had this feast or famine cycle in, you know, a long phase of my business as an entrepreneur where things would go up and down and I was just in the unknown a lot. And so even in this strengthening of faith, I felt wealthy, like there was a wealth in that. So this word, you know, wealth and empress, it feels expansive, even though it's focusing in on the business part of my life. It is also heaven and earth. It is expansive and embodiment. It is to me expressing what it means to be a mom and what it needs to be a woman and what it means to be a mom and a woman and a businesswoman and a businesswoman creating wealth and helping others create wealth. And in a name, as we know, nothing is going to give us the bigness of who we are because the creator flows through all things, and we can't be labeled as the sole part of ourselves in this eternal river of life. You know, we should just show up as who we are and not be attached to all of it in the first place. <laughs> but we can have all the branding, all the names, all the beautiful things, all the words, and we are still going to be bigger than those things. We want to have our brand be aligned, but when you give yourself to be bigger than your brand, your essence shines through no matter what. And we know that we are bigger as the creator flows through us and blesses us. And when we're creating the thing and even stepping into embodying that thing, and then sometimes we get a glimpse of what's next. And this is what happened. Like I stepped in, fully embodying the Wealthy Empress brand, and then I could see some things that were coming next. <laughs> And it's like the beauty of that is we don't have to abandon ship with what we just created. 
but it's through this very creation that the next one shows up and we can see the next step. And this is literally the beauty of the future self coming towards us, this future vision that we sometimes know about and we sometimes don't. She shows up on our doorstep. I keep myself in that constant conversation of this creativity and evolution. And, you know, navigating this as a woman and a businesswoman and for my clients as well is such a fascinating journey. You know, as a designer and a brand mentor and my clients just wondering, you know, like how the heck do I ever land on anything if it's always changing? Which is why I often suggest with going with a personal brand, you know, or using your name for your .com, your domain, because you can come up with a cute business name or brand and sometimes it will change down the road. You know, you feel like you've outgrown it and it's ready for that next thing or we we feel kind of stagnant with that thing. So it's better to go with your name for your .com. However, um, your name might not be available, but it's that aspect of having something that will stay and a name usually stays. And, you know, a photo shoot is another example of this. So many women get their photo shoots and, you know, just in a few months, it's like, oh, time for a new shoot. You know, you look at your pictures and you're like, that's not me anymore. Sometimes the hair changes, but often something deeper than, you know, the hair or something else or weight goes up and down, et cetera. But it's really like we've evolved so much. It's almost like that's us in a past life. It's an evolutionary process. So to be, you know, gentle with ourselves and compassionate with ourselves through that. So another idea is I'm not really a human design person and like astrology, I kind of find these ideas can sometimes narrow our thinking too much or put us in these labeled boxes. But when I hear about being a manifesting generator, I totally related to it. So I never have a problem with coming up with ideas. It's more about like, how do I focus on the ideas that are here right and now and give them the season that they deserve and they, they desire? Because I've looked back at so many beautiful things I've created, workbooks, mini courses, sales pages, um, you know, and I've watched them be created and I evolved to the next thing before I even gave birth to them or gave them the season that they deserved at least. And so I've started practicing doing that, giving them the season that they deserve with this, you know, loving compassion and loving myself through the sticking with something for its proper season and allowing these things to have their proper timing as well. And of course, the word proper is up to us. Like, what does that mean for us? And we can determine that. But it's definitely an edge for me as someone who can always be spinning these creative plates with lots of like kind of cardinal energy sparking the next thing. I had a client once tell me that the moment we birthed her first website, she felt like she had a moment where she was like, oh my gosh, I'm ready for the next one now. You know, the next iteration, the next visual brand, the next variation, because she went through the process of becoming in this website process so deeply that it grew her so much in leaps and bounds that she felt like she was already outgrowing this brand within a few days of launching, she was like, oh my gosh, I'm ready for my future self already. And it's like that, again, merging timelines of your future self coming toward you and you can feel the next thing. And so it's like this beautiful um, brand, Wealthy Empress, you've even been creating this gorgeous funnel around it. And there's like this beauty and this angst, like this, this both and really. And, you know, I desire, I desire to have conversations around sales funnels and I desire to explore more of me, more and of me, 
which is like the messy, big painting abstract roses part of myself with my hands to picking out hex code colors from my clients' websites to, you know, traversing the heavens in prayers with God, you know, to getting my toddler to school late because it was a chaotic morning and I overslept. <laughs> you know, it's, it's all the parts. And guess what? My podcast maybe is a domain where I get to experiment. And maybe you have a place that you can do it as well. And yes, I plan on making some amazing business strategy content for y'all, branding for wild profitability in your businesses, creative processes, making plenty of money, being deeply spiritual, and all the good things. And most of us who are multi-passionate have many titles, and we can never really be boxed into any of them. And my commitment here is to give Wealthy Empress the season that it deserves, whatever that may be but I'm endeavoring to give it at least six months and I'm just really grateful, you know, you're here along the journey with me because every season, as you may know, whether it's our podcast or our lives has a tone. And once we evolve, we'll never really go back to what we were before. You know, it's that part of us that gets shaped and also shapes us into existence. Our podcast and our life, it can be an experiment. We can have spin-offs, new branches on the tree, and new colors on the palette. And it is all of us. It's more facets of our roughly and ever endeavoring to be polished gemstone that we are. And sometimes you just have to enter the creative process to even know what's happening next. Sometimes you step into an archetype that you desire to become so that you can embody it. And once you've embodied it, you exude it, and it never really leaves you, even though sometimes you forget. But as we merge into this great river of life, allowing purpose to be our currency, we evolve. So thank you again for being here. I witnessed the evolution and you also. So let's give each other permission to expand beyond our limits smile and laugh with the creative process and that muse who is boundless her hair blowing in the wind untamed wildfire in her eyes and her heart i'm so grateful to you muse that lives within me you were also my inner wealthy empress and we know wealth is so much more than making money it is what we give meaning to it is our joy I once heard a mother say her children are her wealth, and I just love that so much. It feels true to me too. And wealth, of course, can buy us a beautiful home in the forest or a trip to Santorini or sending our children through a beautiful education or so many other things. And being an empress means embodying our inner beauty and strength as we lead with heart-centered desire, the next evolution of our purpose, And most of all, show up to serve in the most aligned way in who we are online businesses and in our life. And that's what I'm excited to talk to you about here so we can have more freedom, true abundance, and more beauty in our lives. Because the wealthy empress archetype is me, and it isn't me. And it's you. And it's every woman who is ready to stand in her sovereign wholeness, which we'll definitely be talking about more here. She is a voice for good. She rules her empire online or her household or what have you with grace and poise and flowing beauty. 
and she leads with love and compassion and, of course, good, clear boundaries. So spiritual women in business, we are the wealthy empress. We live the creative process and we live creativity, a wellspring source from which new life becomes and blossoms. The Empress truly holds the keys of desire within every living thing to grow and to flourish. And she represents the world, bringing you forth and asking you to simply be. So let's do this. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. I'm sending you so much love and I'll see you in the next podcast. Bye for now.